0: From beach towels to tea towels, and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT shop has it all. Browse our shop now at TNTradio.live. Interviews, news, and views. You're listening to State of the Nation on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Well, yes, we welcome you to State of the Nation on today's News Talk Radio. I'm Steve Hook, broadcasting live from the Central Jersey Shore. And there's my man, Brian Hesher-McLean in Central Texas. Uh, of course, you can visit us on tntradio.live. Uh, Hash, we've got another big one today. Lots of big news. Of course, doesn't that always seem to be the way? How are you, brother? I'm great. It's good to be here with you and you out there watching
1: the show. Thank you for joining us on today's News Talk. For this edition of State of the Nation, we do have a great show lined up. Steve, I'm excited oh, about yeah. all four of our oh, guests yeah. as well as our news breaks with Ruckus. This is going to be a great show
0: yeah I agree i'm i'm I was I was itching to get in here all day long because of so much stuff breaking now, of course, probably the biggest you know the the elephant in the room is the Epstein names that were dumped. Most of this has kind of old news really. uh, but if you kind of dig in, there is there are some well, I don't know if I'd call them bombshells, but I would say that they are certainly uh some pretty damning allegations. let's say that. Federal court in New York unsealed the documents to uh, sex trafficker and disgraced financier Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, what did we learn? Hash. We learned that Bill Clinton likes them young. Apparently, uh, that's uh, doesn't come as a major shock. I don't think. Maybe breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe that should be uh, kind of uh, not such a bombshell after all. But he says uh, one of uh, now this was the 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 plaintiff this girl, uh, that, uh, that, uh, you've seen pictures of her with Prince, uh, Andrew and with Clinton, uh, one, the one I'm looking at is showing her giving a massage to Clinton. At any rate, uh, she says, uh, her lawyer said that when asked about whether she knew Bill Clinton, she goes, I knew he had dealings with Bill Clinton talking about Epstein. I did not know they were friends until I read about it in vanity fair about them going to Africa together he goes did De- Jeffrey ever talk to you about Bill Clinton he said at, at, he said at one time that Clinton likes them young referring to the girls I mean that's not such a big uh a, a, a big uh bombshell but uh, it is kind of <laughs> playing the part isn't it there for for old Bubba
1: yeah you know it's one of those things you know some of the Presidents are uh, not very different from rock stars in some cases, and Bill Clinton, in particular, definitely fancied himself a bit of a rock star sort of personality. And you know, the the comment itself, the quote, it, it could mean one thing. You know, it could mean I like them between eighteen and twenty five, but it could mean something else. And considering the context here, you really got to kind of got to wonder about that something else. And the other thing that I flagged up as uh, interesting. A headline came out, uh, let's see, by uh, Jen Smith over at DailyMail.com. And the headline reads, former FBI director Louis French named an Epstein list because he, quote, had knowledge of Bill Clinton's travel, end quote. And Luke Radowski reposted this. And I liked this comment. He said, this is probably why the FBI ran a cover up on the entire operation for over 30 years, ignoring the many children that came to them. So, yeah, it's um, well, you know, like we're saying, there's not a whole lot new here. But at the same time, there are tidbits and it's trending, which is the important part.
0: Yeah, it's trending. And especially the FBI portion of this is trending. Um, There's a reason that people are starting to, you know, oh, yeah, this is old news. We've heard all these names before. David Copperfield's on there. He's not accused of doing anything wrong, but doing magic tricks on the plane. What a cheap gig for him. Um, And then you've got uh, Dershowitz and some of these names we've heard before. Prince Andrew, I mentioned him, but it begs a whole series of new questions. I mean, the FBI, Hillary's emails. What happened? Uh, how about how about Andrew Weiner's laptop? What happened? The Epstein tapes. We know that the FBI raided uh, that house, uh, Pedophile Island or whatever the hell it's called. And, and took tapes, video tapes, and all kinds of transcripts and hard drives and whatnot. And speaking of hard drives, what did the FBI do about Hunter's hard drive? So the FBI is just batting a 1,000, man, aren't they? They're just really doing great work, man. We need to build them a brand-new $100 billion uh, facility. By God, they're doing so well. It's just unbelievable, man. The, the corruption is so blatant, so in-your-face, and this Epstein list really underscores the corruption, not so much with these herverts that were involved in flying to and from the uh the island uh but in just how corrupt abjectly corrupt uh the uh, three-letter agencies and the the government is uh, in general is in this country that's my takeaway anyway sorry yeah, to go when, on rant when, there
1: no that's okay you know it's an important one the friends of jeffrey network needs to be well known it needs to be well understood by the wider public so you know overall this is good news a bit of uh Disclosure that was tried to have been shut down, delayed many times. And one final comment I want to read. uh, This is from the husband of one of our guests here. One, uh, Mr. Jack Pasobic said, did you know in 2005, Jeffrey Epstein was under an 11 month FBI investigation, 40, 40 underage girls alleged Epstein assaulted them. After Epstein gave information to the FBI, federal charges were dropped. Who was the head of the FBI then? Any guesses? Robert Mueller. So yeah, right, just so little there tidbits you go. coming out there.
0: It's just—I mean, it's just—yeah, well, it's every cliche you could think of. This fits. Oh, what a tangled web we weave. I mean, just all of them. And, of course, the left is screaming, well, no sense in crying over spilled milk. <laughs> this is old news. Let it go. Yeah, yeah, Clinton, blah, blah, blah. Their biggest bust for the left was it did not include Trump's name, at least thus far. This is the first tranche of these names. Apparently, we're going to get more. We shall see as the nation is just all sitting on uh, pins and needles waiting for this. I kind of doubt it. Most people are so just kind of burnt on all of this crap they're like yeah well nothing's gonna happen is that don't you kind of get that's the general sentiment oh yeah definitely yeah well we shall see uh definitely dc needs an enema that's for sure i mean i think that's abundantly clear after all of this uh, after all of this stuff hey why not give tnt a follow we're on all the major social platforms including facebook Twitter, Instagram, Gab, and Getter help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on today's News Talk TNT. Conversations
1: to inform and include. It's
2: meant for everyday people to understand. Today's
3: News Talk Radio TNT.
0: All right, well, according to newly revealed data, Chicago, not shockingly, is still the United States' murder capital For the 12th year in a row, they take the gold medal in this one. Here with the story, TNT News producer, uh, Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Ruckus, well, Chicago, not shockingly, uh, they're dropping like flies in Chicago still, 12 years in a row. Wow.
4: Who who knew this was a contest? But uh, I guess if it were, sorry, bad news for New York City and Philadelphia. You lose. Uh, The Windy City is still the reigning champion, uh, as you mentioned, for the 12th year in a row, they topped the nation in murders during 2023. Uh, yep, so they're, they're still the the king or queen. I'm not sure how Chicago identifies. Um, in new data shared by nonprofit community research company Wirepoints mirroring similar information from Chicago's police department, CPD, end of year crime summary, Chicago had a total of 617 homicides Last year, in comparison, Philadelphia had this had the nation's second highest murder count with 408 people killed in 2023. New York City, which has a far more significant population than both Chicago and Philadelphia combined, rounded out the top three with 386 murders last year. For context, Chicago has a population of more than 2.6 million. Philadelphia, roughly 1.5 million people Living there, and over 8.3 million people call New York home. According to WirePoints, Chicago's murder rate per 100,000 residents was down slightly last year. Hey, that's some good news, but. It was still the second highest out of all America's largest cities. Overall, Chicago did see a reduction in homicides compared to 2022. Hey, not so bad, I guess. Minor improvement. Uh, 2022 saw 709 murders in the city. Apparently, this trend played out all over the country, with homicides nationally dropping roughly 13% in 2023. Um, But I wouldn't call it a win until that hits 100%, right? We don't want any. Uh, Overall, CPD numbers indicate that murders are down in Chicago. The crime rate remains high in specific categories, however. The number of robberies remains especially high. CPD data shows that robberies were up 23%. Motor vehicle thefts were up 37%, and aggravated batteries were up 6%. However, burglary and criminal sexual Sexual assault, both saw massive reductions since 2022. Shooting incidents also saw a notable drop since previous years. For clarification, stealing becomes a robbery if violence or threats are used against the victim. A burglary is when a thief enters a home or dwelling in order to steal. Force may or may not be used for a theft to be considered a burglary. Now, you know, in a media statement, a CPD spokesperson said carjackings were down in 2023 as well, and police have been arresting more robbery and motor vehicle theft suspects than ever before. Way to go. The spokesperson suggested that authorities efforts in these areas were having an effect in reducing the number of incidents. Of course they would say that. Um, Let's see where we're at so far for the year 2024. How many days in, four days? Uh, As of 2024, there has already been at least one fatal shooting in Chicago's greater Grand Crossing neighborhood. Only a few moments into the new year, three people were shot, one fatally. Police have said it is officially Chicago's first homicide of 2024. Well, you know, we have to keep our eye on the prize to win it again for the 13th year in a row, right gentlemen? (laughs) <laughs> man <laughs>
0: well you know i tell you what you know you can do anything you want to with the numbers but what did you say 618 is that what you said homicides in chicago something like that i mean that's just ridiculous these are gangbangers and this is uh let's you know i got an idea defund the police ash defund the police that would probably help matters what we need to do is hire more social workers that's obvious of the problem over there in chicago i mean it's insanity what do you think Ash? yeah Yeah, we need more uh, blue
1: haired, you know, uh, college graduates running around, knocking on doors and taking 911 calls. I'm sure that's going to help everything, you know, and it's so these problems are so systemic. Uh, I don't remember exactly which city this happened in. Could have been Chicago. Maybe I'm sure Ruckus is going to remember this story. But uh, just this Christmas, there were uh, two brothers and their sister. And they got in a gunfight over the value of the Christmas presents received. Um, uh, The two brothers were, I believe, 14 and 15. Um, One of them's name was Darkus. And I forget the other guy's name. And uh, yeah, uh, one of them started talking smack to his sister. Uh, Next thing you know, he's shot her in the stomach, you know, a a 14 or a 15-year-old. And then the Mm -hmm. other brother shoots his brother for having shot his sister. So, I mean, maybe that's early gang member mentality, but I think it's fallen even worse out of just into the general zeitgeist. So, uh, yeah, very, very, um, terrible. And, you know, uh, let's not forget, this is one of the strictest gun control cities in the nation. Self-defense is pretty much not allowed there. And this is mostly African-American on African African-American violence so um obama where are you on this gun control people where are you on this um how do you explain this and there's a rash of illegal firearms there also uh again showing the gun-free zones criminals don't pay attention to gun-free zones chicago is well known for um the gangbanger types uh to take glocks and put illegal what they call glock switches in them which turn them into fully automatic weapons very illegal uh something that Uh, Even gun enthusiasts are not happy with and would not do legal and lawful gun enthusiasts and Second Amendment proponents. So, yeah, Yeah. big problems there. And the gun control is uh, only making it worse, my friends.
4: That's a fact.
0: All right. Well, Ruckus, any more closing uh, pearls of wisdom?
4: Well, I'm sure things are going to improve soon because the uh, mayor of Chicago, one Brandon Johnson, has announced a few measures to help combat the issue, uh, one of which is particularly interesting and will probably – Fix a lot of issues. Uh, he's proposing a targeted, guaranteed basic income. Yeah, he's he's talking about paying <gasps> reparations <we> <laughs> to black residents as a way to prevent them from committing criminal acts, which, of course, yeah. by any thinking person, he's being immediately condemned as this idea is ridiculous, probably racist, because it implies most crimes are being committed by a particular racial group. So I'm guessing his solutions aren't going to be no such thing. Uh, but that's just yeah. my opinion. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we'll see. Well, you know, what Chicago needs is a healthy dose of DEI. Good God. All (laughs) right, Ruckus. Thank you, brother. We'll talk to you again next hour, man. Appreciate that. You're listening and watching State of the Nation, and we'll be right back on today's News Talk TNT. TNT Radio's Chris Smith. Despite being used to protect travelers from terrorists, hijackers, or violent drunks, or those who were drugged out as they board, and this has been going on since 1961, they won't be around this Thanksgiving. None of them. Air marshals were always meant to be invisible. Well, you can guarantee that this Thanksgiving. Ironically, the Biden administration has been hijacked air marshals for all kinds of other duties, leaving the passengers they were meant to guard and protect completely helpless. Air marshals have been lumbered with assisting the chaos on the southern border. They might be called air marshals, but an unknown number are now seconded to work on the ground. Maybe they're ground marshals now, marshalling illegal immigrants on the border and doing the job supposedly meant for the United States Customs and Border Protection. Where are they? Chris Smith
3: on TNT Radio. The Lights is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles, and read back issues on our website, thelightpaper.co.uk, and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. The Light Paper. Not far-right, just right
5: so far thelightpaper.co.uk today's news talk radio i do a lot of streaming radio i do a lot of free streaming tntradio.live
1: our next guest according to the mass media cartels is a trump supporting conspiracy theorist and she supported the big lie right she tampered with election hardware and leaked information to other so-called conspiracy theorists on the internet But before she was smeared with and embroiled in the aforementioned narrative, she was a cancer survivor. After battling cancer, she felt a calling to get involved in her community and got active in grassroots politics. She was a wife. Sadly, she lost her husband. She's a gold star mom. Sadly, again, her son, a Navy SEAL, died in a skydiving accident in 2017. And she's an elected official in Mesa County, Colorado. As a county clerk and recorder elected in 2018 in her own words in the documentary selection code she talks about her job make sure to protect the vote once you drop off that ballot you're trusting someone else to record that vote in the manner that you cast it that was her job after the 2020 election she was approached by constituents about issues with the election she began an investigation That ultimately led to her being targeted arrested and charged with multiple counts in court she was the first elections official in the United States to face criminal charges related to stolen election conspiracy theories surrounding the 2020 United States presidential election Tina Peters joins us now on State of the Nation Tina welcome what happened how did you go from doing your job as an elected official for the people to being the first person targeted under the auspices of stolen election conspiracy theories.
2: Hi, Brian, and thank you for having me on State of the Nation. And I appreciate all your work out there to expose the truth. And, uh, you know, there is no there, there is nothing. I mean, truth is truth. And so when I became a, an elected official, it was really to uh, shortened wait times in the motor vehicle department. They were thir- three and a half hours. So anyone that's ever stood in line to get their car registered knows the pain of that. And um, and I did great things in, in the clerk's office, never expecting that I would be uh, exposing what we've exposed. This is the first time that anyone has seen inside these black boxes, inside the machines, and that's what they're most af- afraid of. And so uh, I they were coming in, they meaning the Secretary of State, who was a very radical left. Uh, she makes her politics uh, very well known, uh, uh anti-Trump uh, uh, uh very vocal. she was coming in with her uh, with Dominion voting systems to do what they called a trusted build. Well, they'd already told me they were going to delete election records. And so I felt that it was my duty uh, that I had sworn an oath to the Constitution of, of the state of Colorado and also to the United States to uh, that I had to uphold these election records. And that's that's what I did. Never had any any run in with the law. No prior arrest. Um, you know, I mean, no, no, nothing that would warrant me doing anything illegal. And I still have not done anything illegal, but they're afraid of what we've exposed.
0: Hi, Tina. Um, yeah, you know, they're afraid you're you're getting the brunt of it in Colorado. I'm Steve, by the way. It's it's great to see you. And welcome you. to the State of the Nation show. Um, we saw Trump dump a whole bunch of stuff concerning what he saw going down in Georgia as well. So I think that it looks to me like they're going to take a sledgehammer to every Every story that pops up, they're going to come after. And 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 if it runs over folks like you that are just doing your job, your civic duty and your your legal job, for God's sakes, they're going to come after everybody, aren't they? Because they are desperate. Have you ever seen them as panicked as they are now?
2: Well, you know, when this was revealed that I had done a backup of the computer, uh, the records, election records, they went ballistic I mean, Merrick Garland was involved, Jenna Griswold, you know, defaming me, raiding my office, uh, leveling charges, taking me out of my office illegally. I mean, you cannot remove an elected official except by a vote, a a recall, a vote of the people. And they used a judge to take me out. They have harassed me relentlessly. Uh, They're trying to take my house They took my husband. When I say took my husband, I literally mean they went into a nursing home and had him sign a divorce decree. I found out one month before we would have been married 35 years. So there is no limit to what they'll do. But they don't understand people like us, Stephen and Brian, that refuse to back down, that this is a bigger, uh, it's bigger than us this is our country this is this is the world stage actually and so what i've done is we have i have a trial coming up uh, february 7th is jury selection they charged me after they had, the fbi had raided me on uh, uh, on November 16th and rifled through my my dead Navy SEAL son's things and everything else, took every electronic device I own uh, on a fishing expedition. The next day they had my husband sign a divorce decree. Uh, then I decided that I was going to run for secretary of state because I need to run into the belly of this beast. Um, right after that, I was indicted uh, on seven felonies, three misdemeanors. And listen to what they are. Influencing a public servant, so I am accused of influencing. That's one of the seven. Um, I'm I'm accused of influencing the guy that's sitting there deleting twenty nine thousand election records, access audit log files, adjudication files off the server. Um, and we've done three reports to cyber experts. None of them have ever been debunked, and they want to throw me in prison because they call me a sacrificial lamb because they know. If they can put me in prison it will send a chilling effect to anyone that ever speaks against the election and and that's really
1: what's at stake right here and why we're so pleased to have you here speaking with us because we've looked very carefully into the mechanics of uh vote integrity and where the vulnerabilities are and we have a list of flagged vulnerabilities that for for me personally started with black box voting, which I learned about at blackboxvoting.org like a decade ago. So I've always kind of, well, at least for the last 10 years or so, I've been kind of watching how this works and it culminated in 2016 and it was like, whoa, wait a minute. The narrative that we're getting does not match what I already know about vulnerabilities. But then over the last two years reporting on the 2020 and 2022 elections, we've realized that your seat your um elected seat the county recorder um is one of the key pieces in the puzzle and we look at uh counties and and municipalities that have an what they might call an activist or a a leftist or a politically motivated county recorder then there's a huge hole that opens up there of new vulnerabilities so what you did was do your job instead of do something um activist oriented i mean What's at stake if, um, we have to take a headline in about a minute, so if you could answer briefly, we'll pick right up after the headline, but what's at stake if um, more people like you don't stand up and say, hey, this is what's happening?
2: Well, I believe this is the year of the whistleblower. I really do. I believe that people are starting to realize that they they can't shrink back in fear. We're losing our country. And I'm already seeing glimpses of other clerks that are starting to stand up and speak out and question. Um, so you know this is this is the thing. You can either uh, um, ball up in a fetal position underneath your covers, or you can come out and be part of saving this country. And um, and that's what I believe is going to happen.
1: All right. Yeah, it's so important. I mean, that really for me is the crux of this conversation. We can't allow people like you to be sacrificial lambs and then silence everybody else out of fear. We're already seeing it with J6ers. We've seen it all since 2016 and onward. Russia gate, all these different things. Um the censorship, the Twitter files, uh, it's it, we have to embolden people to speak their truth, to speak their mind and like you said, the truth is the shining light here, and uh, we want to shine that light on some of these cockroaches that are scurrying around in the corner <laughs> right here on State of the Nation at Today's News Talk. What <laughs> is happening? Big news.
4: Big news. Big news. The biggest breaking news story. <laughs> Holy crap. TNT Radio News.
3: For TNT, this is James O'Neill.
5: U.S. President Joe Biden's
3: administration has rejected genocide allegations against Israel made by multiple nations, including a NATO ally. Germany still has no plans to provide long-range Taurus cruise missiles to Ukraine, government spokesperson Stefan Hebstreit has insisted. His clarification came in the wake of deadly tit-for-tat rocket and drone attacks between Kiev's and Moscow's forces. Why not give TNT Radio a follow? We're on all major social platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Gab, and Getter. Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time right here on today's News Talk,
2: TNT
5: Radio,
0: TNT Radio. Okay, we are back on State of the Nation. Our guest is uh, Tina Peters, uh, and uh, Tina, thank you for hanging in through that headline. I want to talk to kind of pick it up where where Hesher left off here because. He brings up a great point as far as your position as as a recorder and a county clerk. That is a uh, obviously a linchpin in the electioneering processing. I mean, that's that's you know, you don't have to have a civics degree to know that. But I want to just run some of this stuff that the Trump team and by the way, they came with very, very detailed receipts on all of this. This isn't just made up by a whole raft of lawyers. Uh, They've got uh, official records to support all of this. I want to see if this sounds somewhat familiar to what you witnessed uh, in Colorado. Uh, Georgia was called by this. I'm just reading from what they've released. It says Georgia was called by 11,779 votes. Fulton County, uh, which is uh, Georgia's most populous county in the state, has no digital record of all in-person votes cast in its original results. That's staggering right there. Not a single ballot purportedly cast during early in-person voting was witnessed to and signed off by poll managers as required by Georgia election rules. Seals were broken and memory cards removed from tabulators uh, for the results of these 315,000 votes which were printed printed out on different machines than the ones that tabulated the votes. This prevented the reconciliation of how many votes were actually cast on each machine. I mean, this list goes on, but it's pretty startling stuff. the The ballot images of these votes, along with the rest of in-person ballots cast on election day, were all destroyed. I That's mean, right. this is cover this is cover up in real time that happened in Georgia. Is this the kind of crap you were seeing in in Colorado?
2: Oh, yes. And these are federal offenses. This is this, this is not to be taken lightly. It's already been proven. So just to give you an idea, there were thir- three uh, cyber reports that were done. The first report, uh, the Mesa County report, based on the image that we did, the before and after image, before they came in, after they left, they meaning the Secretary of State and Dominion. When we compared the two, we found out there were 29,000, as I mentioned, election records that were deleted or overwritten, these are vital, vital records that you cannot prove how you got to the result of the election unless you have these records. The second thing was, the second report goes into, and this is all on my website. People can can visit there, read the whole reports, um, was there were 36 wireless devices on the system. Now, this is what even the Dominion CEO, John Paulus, has said that, Uh, These are air gap systems. They can't be connected to the internet. They don't have the ability to, which by law, they're not supposed to. Now they're saying, well, yeah, um, they can, but we turn them off. Well, who's we and who has these access to these machines? There were 36 wireless devices on our system able to be accessed by anyone. Then the third, so so I'm giving this to the DA, I'm giving this to the commissioners, these reports, and they're pushing them aside. And this one smug uh uh commissioner who's who basically called me a sacrificial lamb after she delayed a commissioner's hearing for them to go get, because she saw me there, for them to go get a, a a warrant, a search warrant, which turned into an arrest warrant, to um uh grab an iPad that I had that they said I recorded a court procedure procedure on, which when, after I was found guilty of that for lying to a judge, we, uh, the the forensic people examined it. There was never anything recorded on it. So it was all set up. But this woman Uh. says to me, she says, yes, but you haven't shown us how they actually flipped the votes. So I went to the cyber guys and I said, I want you to, to look at the April 6th, municipal election and we're not talking a federal election we're talking a county election they are cheating on a local level and so in addition to uh you know federally so they they did the third report Stephen. the third report showed that when these these um ballots are put into these machines after about 25 percent of them go in the there's an image that's taken of of the ballot so a picture it's transferred over to a secret database a second database where we know that it's not the same image of the original ballot because the .sha file the sha file is missing which would be the fingerprint saying that these are exact images right and then that's so this changed image is what is counted as the person's vote so you be. know you've got all kinds of criminality it's never been debunked this is this is proof that they've been stealing the elections through the machines as well as other places as you know
1: wow so if you're if you're new to this if if you're just trying to figure this out you know we've been looking at it for years i highly recommend that you go to tina's website and read everything there it's tinapeters.us is the website and there's a documentary there um, that is very, very worth your time. I was watching it this morning, Tina, um, and thank you and your team for putting that together because these things are very complex. They're hard to <clears throat> to fully flesh out in an interview like this. So go watch Selection Code. The documentary is called Selection Code, and you know one of the things that um, I'm a I'm a former cybersecurity professional myself, and I've um, I've accredited. Many machines under, um, you know, US DOD DITSCAP and DIACAP accreditation programs. So I have a very uh, visceral understanding of what it means to have a machine be laid vulnerable and bare um, to to the open internet. Uh, you can lose your job for that as a cybersecurity professional in most cases, and. I love the way that in the documentary you went to professionals and you you they talk about the DefCon um, thing that happens in I think that's in Las Vegas big conference where hackers white hats black hats everybody goes and they can sit these people down in front of a Dominion machine or a ESNS and and hack it in five or ten minutes. Um, what and and you have a whole section in there about the machines. I mean aside from the machines and any other further comments on those i'm interested in what what else are the the biggest vulnerabilities or is it just the whole ecosystem of vulnerabilities at this point
2: anytime you have a computer attached to any part of the voting whether it's the poll books whether it's the registration it can be hacked and they are being hacked um so for instance the reason why i didn't i didn't s- uh, start out to disprove the 2020 election. Um, I Trump won in our county, so I had no reason to do that. I, I thought things were probably, you know, uh, strange across the country, but not in my county. So I, I still felt we were called the gold standard of Colorado. I still believed that until the constituents kept coming to me and asked me questions I couldn't answer. Um, but here's here's what. Why I decided to do the image was the Secretary of State and, and Dominion had said they were coming in to delete a QR code program. So if you're familiar with J. Alex Halderman in his report, and he's he's a Democrat, this is not Democrat or Republican, as we know. Uh, these are globalists, elitists that, uh, that, are, that are wanting to destroy America and the world. We've we've found that these this is happening across the world in other countries as well with these machines, but there was a QR code program they had told me right out they were going to delete, and I thought well if they delete that program how would we read those ballots that are done in person on a machine, and um, as you know what you were mentioned Stephen about uh, about uh, Georgia I think it was you or or O'Brien about. Uh, what's been revealed in Georgia. Well, that's the same thing is they said, you know, with this QR code program, how do you know that that even says what the little printing at the bottom says? So to me, this program was imperative in case this was six months after the the, the presidential election, in case there, I was called upon to do an audit. Well, wouldn't you know, the radical leftist secretary of state got a law pat, did an election, emergency election um, uh, uh, edict, I call them edicts, that said that uh, uh, audits were illegal. They couldn't do audits. She called them frauds, like the ones done in Arizona. So here we are, the Secretary of States are not supposed to be partisan people, but we also know that George Soros had a uh before people even knew what secretary of states did had a big push to elect radical secretary of states he's done it with da's um you know and so on and so forth so this has been the plan all along and has been going on for a long time
1: wow wow absolutely amazing tina Peters. uh, yeah this is just staggering information i wish we could say we were surprised to hear it all thank you for everything you do and sharing all of this i know that uh You have been through more than most americans could even imagine Um, but these kind of things are the things that will happen to all of us if we don't stand up and fight back against it tinapeters.us is the website and again selection code is the documentary can be found at that website it's embedded right there you can't miss it so please go there watch it and share it around because this is important stuff this is very important stuff Tina Peters, I know there's more to come on this. Uh, You gave us a little bit of a teaser on the back line there. Thank you for that. And we'll love to have you back when we can talk about that publicly. Tina Peters, thank you so much for joining us here on State of the Nation at today's News Talk.
5: I was such a young age, everything changed. My name is Chloe. When I was 13, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. When I found out I just didn't know how to react. I felt like everything was just kind of closing in on me. It just became a routine. Dad's doing chemo. I'd come home from school, wait for mum to finish work, and we'd go straight to the hospital, spend a few hours there, just draw. It was hard to navigate going to school. Hundreds of kids, and I was the only one with a dying dad. He was diagnosed in March, and then he died in October. Towards the end, I heard about canteen. It kind of felt nice to know that they had other people like me. They understood what I was going through and we didn't even have to chat about cancer. In 2020 I became a Youth Ambassador so I can help others the way they helped me. I've done so many things since I was 13. I've graduated high school, university, gotten my licence, made a move across the country. Life now is just a whole lot more fun. Please give a gift today to support more young people like me experiencing cancer.
1: Need a ride? Yeah! Driving with kids is a big responsibility. Hop
0: in and buckle up!
1: So don't sweat the small stuff.
0: You got paint all over our paper!
1: <laughs> Get the big stuff right instead. What does that mean? Like making sure your kids are in the correct car seat and buckled up for safer travel. That deserves a
0: wiggly wiggly wig!
1: To make sure your child is in the right seat for their age and size, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Yeah!
0: You're with Brian McLean and Steve Hook and State of the Nation on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, welcome back to State of the Nation. Well, as the nation continues to absorb hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants on a monthly basis, the cracks in the civil society are starting to appear. Crime, of course, is running rampant. We talked about that earlier. Cities from coast to coast uh, are just being uh, inundated with with, uh, illegals. And it's really creating a problem. Civil services, of course, are under an enormous burden to deal with all this. Just think about it the police, the firefighters, teachers, uh, uh, public education, hospitals, and whatnot. It's really a bad problem. And every time these mayors and city officials reach out to the Biden administration, uh, it's it answered with a whole bunch of silence. So, here to discuss all of these problems intentional disasters, I call them. Uh, is former New York State Senator and senior Homeland Security and Law Enforcement official for the state of New York, Michael Balboni, joins us once again. Hello, Michael. Welcome back to the uh, to to the show. Uh, it's really getting bad, man. Um, New York City is is completely breaking. It looks like Mayor Eric Adams is now threatening to sue bus companies that are bringing these migrants into the city. Uh, how do you think that's going to go?
3: So a couple things here that that really defy logic first of all yeah you and i've talked about this didn't happen yesterday this has been a slow-moving train wreck for years you know yeah. Yeah. this has been an issue amongst multiple administrations and yet now on only now because the the state of texas is sending these migrants up to places that are sanctuary cities it's just become a national issue see you and i both know that if, if the governor of texas had not sent the folks north this would not be getting the attention it is as an issue itself. And the Biden administration course. wouldn't be as focused on this, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, and it's, it's so amazing. You know um, I went down to, I'm in Texas uh, in central Texas and I went down to the Southern border last year and I just wanted to observe, you know, and see what the process was and and what CBP was doing, yeah, was you know, scary. just what happens when someone comes across illegally and it's it's actually very quite staggering when you talk to some of these people and you discover what their day to day operation looks like, what their rules of uh, engagement look like. And the engagement is just processing um, and the numbers are absolutely insane.
3: You know, you know when you see the uh, the mayor of Chicago sit there and say, this is a crisis, this is a national crisis, he sounds just like people have sounded in Texas for years. And yet now he's just coming on the bandwagon. But you know, the, the there are answers here that nobody's really talking about because they're hard. The first thing we talked about, again, Stephen, we talked about this beforehand, this is infrastructure protection. So what do you do with yeah. infrastructure protection? You move folks away from your baseline. Now, in other words, you don't have folks showing up at the border and because then it's too late. So you need to work with Mexico and with all the other countries to sit there and say, help us extend the immigration process. Let's get our embassies working down there. And we have tremendous leverage on them in terms of dollars, trade. We can make this a priority. And when it comes to fentanyl, when it comes to terrorism, these are national security issues that we must face nationally. It shouldn't just be on Texas. Why did Texas have to secure the rest of the country? It just doesn't make sense. Let me ask you this, though,
0: Michael. I mean, I, I understand that there's there, there's ways of alleviating this problem. You mentioned the the infrastructure, put a wall there, uh, but every time that somebody attempts to do that, whether it's Texas or any other state, the feds go after them. So this is obviously intentional. I mean, this I, I think that those who pretend that this isn't uh, intentionally letting the borders be wide open are are just are, are are just lying to themselves. I mean, I'm not falling for it. So what if it's easy to fix? Where do you think, what's the incentive for the Biden administration to fix it if that's not their goal?
3: So, you know, Stephen, uh, the mass release policy that has happened at the border, in other words, folks come across and then they are, they let go, they are just let go. And now we're going to go capture them later. That is a ridiculous policy. And that needs to be changed. But if you go back and if you talk to any immigration judge, they'll tell you that they've been underfunded for years and years and years, the ability to find people who come through the system and now are saying, oh, well, you're you're out of compliance with your visa, just start there. There are not enough judges, not enough room to hold these folks. So the system has been broken beforehand, which is what Mayorkas has been saying. And he's not wrong on that. What he's wrong on is to sit there and say that the Biden administration can't do anything to stop this. They sure can. They can do it by executive order. But they've decided that they're not going to get into the wall building debate. Because that was the debate of the former president, and I don't want to sit there and, and be ridiculed by saying, oh, so when he came to office, you know you ridiculed the wall and yet that's going to be your solution and it's all about money. And here's a big problem, politically, they prior to Governor Abbott sending folks north, there have never been any votes at the border. Think about it. Who, who really cares from a political perspective, if you're say in Maryland or Illinois or, or Iowa, what's really going on in the border. Is there any elected official, any representative that we voted out of office because they don't address it? No. Folks in Texas, Florida, Arizona, they have to face the front of this. But now, since it's become a national problem and the spotlight is on the sanctuary cities and what they said that they would do when people showed up at the door, and now they can't do it, that's why, and the only reason why this is a national issue for the Biden administration,
1: yeah, and it's, um, you know, when we talk about the physical security, right, the wall, it brings to mind uh, the project We Build the Wall. Now, there um, were a group of people that came together, American citizens, formed We Build the Wall, and um, there was a, uh, and they built a, an amazing section of wall. They proved that America could itself crowdfund a quarter mile of wall and build it in New Mexico and, and make it the most high-tech you know, wall possible. And it was done, it was completed, and the US government went after three people involved in the project and put them in prison, one of whom, uh, Brian Colefledger, is a triple amputee US military veteran. Um, so what do you think that says about the tenacity that the current administration, and maybe multiple administrations, have about the open border policy?
3: I think, unfortunately, the Department of Justice only has one speed, and that is to the prosecute. They're not there to solve issues. You know that's really been a problem. Um, the other thing, though, is that when you take a look at that, what's happening at the border? There's an understory that nobody's focusing on. So, consider this: How do the migrants get, have the money to travel up and come to the border? How do they do that? And then, you know, you take a look at New York City. 125,000 is what they say the number is. Well, Abbott's only bust 35,000. Where's everybody else coming from? And then if you walk in in, and you look at people in the shelters, they're not just from Central America or South America. They're from Africa. So how did they get here? And the number of Chinese nationals, military age Chinese nationals, has been well documented as spiking. So why are they coming here? and and are they fleeing the oppression is that really the narrative that we're doing that's what we're being sold and so against that narrative you're getting to think well we're, we're here to shelter and protect wait a minute we don't know who these folks are that's a that's a huge risk
0: yeah and it's a risk that they seem to be willing to take and and, and that's the thing i mean i you know we we talked about it the other day on this show we think that uh Hopefully not, you know, knock on wood, but 2024 may be the year of the black squa- uh, swan. We saw Catherine Harridge say this the other day on a morning show, I think on CBS, mm-hmm. and she said her big fear of 24 is the black swan event that could happen. And the crux of it and the uh, the uh, maybe the genesis of it is probably from some of these people you just talked about. Chinese folks can't just leave mainland China without the CCP knowing it. And apparently they're all showing up Wearing basically almost the exact same khaki pants, black shirt, and the same kind of backpack. I'm mean, like, you know, it's it it's intentional. I just, I mean, I, I know I'm sounding like a broken record here, Michael, but it 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 seems to that if you want to solve the problem, you would do everything opposite of what the Biden administration is doing right now. Because while it has been multi administrations that this has been an issue. Trump most assuredly did get it locked down better than anybody in my lifetime. Uh, so
3: what is their end goal here? So here's what's so confusing. So the, the head of the FBI testified before Congress a couple of weeks ago, Christopher Wray, and he said that the United States is facing an unprecedented threat environment. Now, hang on a second. That's your top terrorism guy saying that the United States is facing an unprecedented terrorism risk environment. And yet, not doing anything to seal the border, not doing anything to determine who's coming across, who's been trained, who has weapons. I mean, you're not doing that. So your own guys saying we got a problem, and you're ignoring it. Look, I, I am not. I, I'm always very optimistic. I was in government for almost twenty years. I think that you can do good things for people. So I'm not going to believe for one second that President Biden and his administration want to create a terrorism risk. However, their policies have been so lackluster. They have had absolutely no dedication and commitment to try to solve this. and frankly, they don't have the support from from the the, the Congress either.
0: Yeah. And in both parties, it should be said, uh, in some cases.
3: Right. Exactly right. Again, it shouldn't be Texas's responsibility to protect all of the nation. It just shouldn't be.
1: Absolutely. And Texas and any state should have the right to mitigate these things if the federal government is not going to do its job many people would say Uh, talk to me a little bit about the cartels you know i i almost feel like the cartels is almost too hollywood of a word to use to really drive home the fact to the american public that we're dealing with essentially organized crime and terrorism that is is has caused and will continue to cause over a hundred thousand or so deaths via fentanyl. I mean, this is an attack. This is like chemical warfare. That's not being called chemical warfare. How do you, how do you parse that factor?
3: So, you know, what's going on on the border and has been going on for so many years has created a a, a secret economy. You know, the coyotes, not the cartels, just the cartels. It's the the coyotes. There's big money flowing through there for all sorts of reasons. We have zero visibility of those payments, how the money has been generated, where it flows to, we don't know any of that. That's the real problem in terms of what's going on in Mexico. That's, and when you think about it, why would it be just coming to that border? If we seal the border, they would still try to get here. How else would they get here? Now, So I, I think that there's that there's so many issues that we're not focusing on, maybe because it's it's impossible to get your arms around it. Man, I want the next president, whoever they are, To sit there and say i have a solution this is a commitment we're going to figure this out multi-prong we're going to do it diplomatically we're going to do it from the state department we're going to do it from the the cia we're going to try to find intel we're going to do it from the the financial services sector we're going to find out what's truly going on at the border because think about this what other country what other country in the on the globe allows an open border and this these kind of numbers coming across yeah there are there isn't any
0: yeah. And you know, Michael, when you say that, the first thing that comes to my mind is I could imagine a bunch of uh, cartels uh, on the border of China trying to do human smuggling and smuggle in drugs. Can you imagine how China would react? It wouldn't be It wouldn't be a, a secret police operation. They would just go level them. That would go level that country. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying we should do that. Don't get me wrong. But to Hesh's point, this is Uh, This is an act of war, essentially. And I think that there's more than one culprit here. It's not just the cartels. It's China. China's providing all of this garbage, this fentanyl crap. And, uh, you know, and then uh, Mexico uh, forms it into multicolored pills, make it attractive to kids. And then wham, bam, they get a mule and across the border it comes. Um, Somebody better take this seriously. Let me ask you this, Michael. We don't have a couple of more minutes here. What is of graver concern to you is are you are you more concerned about a possible and this maybe 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 both answers could be true are you more concerned about a possible Islamic terrorist type attack uh, because we know there's a whole bunch of those folks that have crossed over or are you more concerned about a state sponsored attack on like our infrastructure which might explain some of these Chinese I don't know but what's your big concern as a homeland security expert uh, of those two, or is
3: it both? So I'm very concerned that through these these inactions, we have allowed folks who are our enemies to create an army within our borders. And that that is that is my top concern. But the second thing is that look, you know, ISIS has not gone away. They just committed that bombing that that, that the the uh, and during the funeral. In Iran,
0: for Soleimani, yeah,
3: they they are still active, and the United States has not done anything to appease why they attacked us in the first place. So they haven't gone away. They are incredibly opportunistic. They want to go to the weakest points, to our greatest vulnerabilities. So we assume that suddenly, that in these millions of people that have come across the border, there's nobody with bad actor uh, in, inclinations in that population. That's just,
0: yeah. that's beyond yeah. naive. We've forgotten the lessons of nine Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're in we're in a, we're in a pre uh, nine 11, a nine ten mindset right now. And I really do hope that it doesn't take this massive black Swan event that we've been talking about that, that shakes everybody awake. I, it wouldn't be so frustrating if it didn't seem to be so obvious that even the lay person can see the obviousness of it but the fed seem to be incapable of doing anything. Michael Balboni, um we got to leave you there but why don't you give us one more word? Where can we find uh find you? What's where can we find you on the socials?
3: Yeah, uh, so redlandstrategies.com, that's the uh, company I work with and I'm on LinkedIn.
0: Okay. Well, Michael Balboni, it's always a pleasure to have you, sir. Thank you for joining us Thank and you. sharing some of your expertise. We'll do it again soon. You have a wonderful day. Thank you too. All right. There he goes. That's Michael Balboni. You are listening and watching the State of the Nation. And we'll be right back with our number two on TNT right after this.